Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to welcome Jess to the podcast. Jess is the creator and founder of Aruka Healing the Modality. It's a healing modality that is proving that healing can be rapid and transformational than ever before. So welcome, Jess. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. (laughs) I would love for you to just tell our listeners like a little bit about you, how you found yourself in this work and creating this amazing modality. Yeah, cool. So I'm Jess, obviously. Jess Ainsworth is my name. I created Aruka. It was kind of by accident, (laughs) as all great things are. So healing has been like my passion and obsession. We were just talking about this before. Um, Like I've always been obsessed with understanding how healing works and how um, how our brains function, why we heal, why we don't heal, what makes a person heal. And it was just this like personal passion. Like I would read every book. This is going back 10 years. There wasn't, there was a lot of books, but not as many as there are now. I'd read every book. I was doing courses. I was just really digging into my own mind and understanding how healing worked as a hobby. Um, and on the side of that, I was like a little bit of a business small-time entrepreneur starting up businesses and selling businesses and I was a bit of a nut but I kind of always had this disconnect of like this is how I make my money and then this is like my passion and my hobby and like what I'm obsessed with and I ended up selling my businesses um, because I was reaching burnout (laughs) but I wasn't reaching it I was well and truly burnt out and I, someone said to me, like, you know, I was going to take a year off and someone said to me, like, why don't you, like, you, you're so good at healing, like, because I was doing it for family and friends. Why don't you just, like, put it out there and just see a couple of people a week, even one or two a week for 50 bucks and just, you know, just for some extra spending money. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, why don't I just do that? And so I started, <laughs> of course, I started and yeah, it just went wild. Like I, I realized that what I was doing wasn't actually anything that I'd learned. It was everything that I'd learned, but in like this whole new way, it was like I'd integrated all this information and understood everything at such a deep core level that I was able to then just like come up intuitively with techniques and ways of doing things and someone would present with a problem and I'd have this information, whether it was from a book or a course or just intuitively, I developed this modality. And so I did that for little over, I think over just over a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and I went from a couple of clients at $50 to hundreds of clients in a very short period of time. Um, and I only actually created the modality as a modality because there was a, there was like a demand for it. So I ha- I got to the point where I'd seen, I think it was around 400 people and each of them were wanting to come back for a session and I didn't have time to see them. And I was just stressed again because I was like, I want to help all these people and I've got these skills, but I have nowhere else to send them. They'd be like, well, if you can't see me, where can you send me? And I'm like, well, 
you could see this hypnotherapist she's really good but then she's not going to give you like a somatic release like you'd want to go to breath work and then also you'd probably want to go to this person because all of the things i was doing in one session was like multiple modalities in one hit and so i couldn't give them like one person to go to so someone said to me why don't you just like train someone so i started writing up like a little bit of okay now i'm gonna need to like i've luckily already been collecting data so for the first few hundred clients again i'm a little bit of a information nerd and i'd been collecting data and i was like okay so when a person presents with anxiety they like 92 percent of people according to my spreadsheet have got the belief of i'm not safe and when they present with this they've got this belief and i started finding patterns so I started writing all that information out as, as well as like, what are the steps that I'm doing in my sessions? And then I started realizing there was so much information in my brain that I had like this mini course, which then turned into a full course, which just got bigger and bigger. And then, yeah, it just, again, it just started to take off from there. Clients wanted to learn how to do it. So I already had, I think it was 11 people ready to go when I launched it because they had been waiting for me to do it for a long time. So yeah, it just like, it's, it hasn't been hard at all. It's just been a complete natural progression. Yeah. I love that story because (laughs) I think it's, it, it truly shows evidence that when you follow your soul and your soul's purpose, it is easy. And you know, it's like your soul already had all this information and the wisdom, even though, yes, you were also reading books and everything and you integrated that. It's like your soul was really showing you the path and what to do. And when you trusted that, it was just so easy. Um, so above like learning from other people and other modality, it's, it's like you already had it within. So that's why I love your story and love Aruka Healing and how it came about to be a modality. And you're definitely right with that soul because it was like every time I learned something, it was like mind-blowing and at the exact same time, it was like I already knew that. Mm, and that's that, that soul. And you've had that experience. Yeah, remembering. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love it. So I would love to talk about trauma and how that plays in with the Aruka healing and the modality and really bring more awareness to trauma about like what it is, how do you know? So when people think of trauma, they think of like an accident, a death, abuse, but there's so many different types of trauma that most people probably aren't aware of because of this misconception of what trauma is. So I would love for you to you know, tell us a little bit more about how you see trauma and the different types of trauma. Yeah. 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 There is a really strong focus as you would know. And I guess that's what drew you to the course as well is like, I do talk about trauma a lot. I teach trauma. It's a really big part of the course for the reason that there's someone famous um, said that if you work with people, you work with trauma because every person has trauma, whether they're aware of it or not. And you're so right, there are so many different types of trauma to be aware of. And I literally teach, again, as you would know, how to work with like the most intense type of trauma 
right down to so that you're able to work with those sort of smaller traumas. I don't really like to use the words big T and little T trauma because something that's small to one person can be big to another. Mm -hmm. But so trauma, like the definition that I've come up with that I use in the course is that trauma is not what happens to a person, but what happens within them. So if you think about that sort of sentence, it's it's all about how you felt and less about what actually happened. And therefore, it doesn't really matter what it is that happened. It just matters the reaction that you had inside and your ability to process it in that moment as to what makes it traumatic. And the main three things that um, that will create a trauma is confusion, overwhelming emotions and the lack of ability to process what's happening, which kind of is the same thing as confusion, but also the lack of tools. So that if you're in a moment, say, as big as something like being abused, being physically, sexually, verbally abused, having someone screaming in your face down to some children making fun of you, making a little silly joke in the schoolyard, both of those can become a very traumatic incident if you were confused, you didn't understand what was happening, why you were being made fun of, you felt an overwhelming emotion of shame or embarrassment, and you had no nowhere to, to place that shame or embarrassment or nowhere to work through it, you'll hold it and you'll just carry it with you for the rest of your life. And most people, like you said, will tell you, oh, I don't have any trauma, like I haven't really experienced anything traumatic. And yet they could tell you in vivid detail that moment when they were bullied in grade two and how it felt. And when they speak about it, they would feel those exact same feelings that they felt in that moment. That's trauma because yeah. you're still carrying it with you. So I like to think of trauma as anything negative that we are still carrying with us to this day. So like I've broken it down like within the course and within like the trauma workshop that I teach into four categories. So we've got parental trauma, we've got abuse, we've got shame, and then we have like events. So the parental trauma we're looking at growing up with emotionally unavailable parents, parents that are like go away, you know, stop crying, can't deal with your problems, just kind of have no time for your emotions that kind of shut you down parents getting divorced, um, growing up with parents who worked a lot or who weren't around much, um, having like being in other people's care all the time and not in your parents' care, uh, growing up with the pressure to be a certain way, so the pressure to, um, to perform, to conform to a certain criteria, growing up in poverty. And then if we go into abuse, we've got like verbal abuse, being called names, being put down, um, emotional manipulation, and then we've got sexual abuse, physical abuse, which are the more obvious types of trauma. And then you've also got things like like shame. So there's racial shame, there's gender shame, there's sexuality shame, there's socioeconomic status shame, like you're poor, you don't have money, look at the clothes you're wearing, there's parental shaming. So all of these things are considered trauma because they they live within you and you carry them for your entire life. And then if we look at events, we've got being bullied at school. So um, isolated by friendship groups, bad breakups, toxic relationships, death of a parent, death of a loved one, even witnessing trauma happening to somebody else that you love or just witnessing it happening to somebody else 
is also a trauma because the trauma of witnessing brings its own level of problems of like I wasn't able to help um that it will bring it could bring guilt it could bring shame so there are so many things in that list and even that is a really broad list there are millions of examples within each of those kind of dot points so every person has experienced one of those things yeah and I love this conversation because as you said everybody has experienced at least one of those things and I think like you talked about, a lot of people have had like even just experiences at school where they're being teased, um, whether it was like a one-off or an ongoing thing, ongoing bullying, and not everybody realises that that's trauma. Um, And so it's a really important conversation to have to bring awareness to trauma and what trauma looks like. Because I really resonated what you said at the start. Like I was somebody that up until my 20s, I was like, oh, no, I had a good childhood. I wouldn't have said that I had any trauma. But exactly like you said, I could have listed so many different things in my childhood that perhaps, you know, I didn't think was trauma at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And so many people are like that. They come in for a session and they're like, I don't, I don't really, I don't, you know, I've had anxiety for, you know, my whole life or I've had depression for my whole life, but I don't really have any trauma. I don't really, you know, have any of those big traumas. I don't understand why I've struggled. And then once you start unpacking it, there are hundreds of these little examples Mm -hmm. that are stacking up that actually make that person like to the same level as someone who's experienced one of those big things like it's just because they were small things doesn't mean that they didn't affect you in a great way and people kind of dismiss dismiss the small things yeah because I think a lot of people would say oh well I didn't experience abuse like physical abuse sexual abuse so my experience isn't that bad yeah um so then they don't relate with that that trauma definition it needs to be another word (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and so I just yeah I wish that more people could learn about trauma and how even if it's like a one-off experience or little things it did impact them and they are carrying like energy or emotions in their body just by having that experience as a child I want to talk about like how I came about like I found you on Instagram and I had been on my own healing journey and I had experienced what I would say was quite a rapid journey in in this healing um, space you know I had gone from being really depressed anxious um, carrying a lot of grief there was a lot of things going on and within nine months like I had worked through a lot of that and so I was at this point where I was trying to figure out what it actually was like what enabled me to move rapidly through that healing journey and because I had dabbled in like so many different modalities and healers and I had learned like different modalities as well. And so I was kind of on this journey where I was like, okay, it's got to be a bit of this and a bit of that. And then that's when I came across you. And it was like, as soon as I found you, I was like, this is it. (laughs) I know that this is it. Like this, 
this healing modality. I can feel it. I didn't quite understand it. But I was like, I know that I have to learn more and like learn about this modality. And I remember like messaging you after getting through just a short amount of the course and being like, this is what I've been searching for. (laughs) All my questions, like all the things that you do in one session, this is how you achieve like this rapid healing journey and how you go from having anxiety like I did every day to not having anxiety anymore. Yeah. And that's why I just, you know, I love, as we were speaking before we got on this, on this podcast, we were talking about like, you're really good at like researching and like comparing information. And I'm like, this modality is amazing. I need to do this and then run with it. Like I'm (laughs) at the, the doing and not so much the research and finding out the information. So I just love the way that you laid out the course, explained everything, explained to do it. And then I actually had a session with you and I wanted to speak to that as well, because again, like we've been talking about, sometimes there's trauma that we forget. Sometimes there's experiences that happen And then our brain to keep us safe creates this belief, a limiting belief to keep us safe. And so I wanted to speak to this session that we had because what came up and and just in the sessions, you know, we're doing it together, we're talking and we're discovering things together. I could see that I had this belief that my mum didn't love me. And I know like saying that people would be, thinking like, why did you think your mom didn't love you? Like, I kind of knew that she loved me, but I had this belief that she didn't love me. And it's like, when we saw this belief, it made so much sense. Like why I felt like I could never really get close to my mom. And I I have actually told her about this experience because I felt like it was going to be very healing for both of us. Why there was a little bit of a disconnect and we just couldn't get close yeah and prior to that session I had no idea no (laughs) idea that that was there I had no idea that that was going to come up but it changed so much just seeing this belief reprogramming this belief and um moving through that and yeah again just like doing this course and working with you I feel like you know and this is something that I want to talk about as well like I was working with a different coach at the time and I felt like, you know, it's so easy to get into this cycle of always healing and always like looking for something, like nitpicking, like thinking that everything is a mirror. And I was kind of in this stage where I was like, is it me? Is it this coach? Like what, what is happening? Because I, I'm feeling really good. And then I'm going into these sessions and I feel like I'm being dragged down and, you know, things are being pointed out to me that I don't think I need healing to do. And then that's around the time that I found you and, um, and you, you have a course where you talk about this. So I'd love to open the conversation up to, you know, this cycle of healing that a lot of people can get caught up in. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's actually another thing that over the years I've become super passionate about and sort of known for is because 
I started to notice. So the way that that's that that kind of stages of healing, as, as I've called it, and as I teach it, actually came about was I was thinking about spirituality and the concepts that you learn in spirituality. And I was actually on a walk and I was talking to my mum and I was like, so you've got your spiritual concepts of like, none of it matters. None of it matters. None of it ever mattered. Surrendered, let it surrender, let it go. It's not about you. Don't make it personal. That's the ego. There's this, this concept. And then there's the self-help world, which is like, everything is fucking about you. <laughs> like every single thing is a mirror. Everything's about you. It's all yours. It's all trauma. It's all your subconscious beliefs. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> so how does that work? Like, how is that? And again, my logical mind was like, eh, both of them work. People seem happy and, and like they're working through stuff in both areas, but how does this all tie in? And the way that I kind of came to this conclusion was like, if you skip the part where everything's about you and you're digging and you're pulling yourself apart and you're working on your beliefs and you're seeing everything as a mirror and you're kind of crystallizing that ego, but also, you know, changing who you are via your beliefs and your perceptions. If you don't go through that process of feeling the emotions, healing the trauma, changing the beliefs, and you just go straight to the spiritual concepts, that's that's called spiritual bypassing. So I was like spiritual because what then you're doing is you're just like, mm, I don't need to feel my pain. I don't need to go into that. I'm fine without that. And you're actually not. A lot of people that skip and go straight to spirituality, to be blunt, can can lose the plot. They can become really, really up in the air, crazy, um, don't make a lot of sense. A lot of them do turn to drugs. So it, there is a lot of validity in going through those steps to get to that part. And that, that lesson of, of complete surrender and of like, you know, it doesn't matter. It was never about you is absolutely true, but you've got to go through the other stages to get to that spot. Otherwise it's just complete bypassing. Mm. So what then I kind of decided, then what I started to actually notice was, but wait a minute, there's people that never go there. There's people that are stuck now because of the industry and because of the sayings that we've got of like healing is a journey, healing takes time, everything's a mirror, it's all about you. That just keeps us stuck in the healing industry and in the healing world. So I was like, there's also a problem here with, okay, people are got moving into this work stage we'll call it but they're not going up to the other stage where they get to like enjoy life and have fun and let everything go and just enjoy that spiritual side of things so they would get stuck in the work and in the nitpicking and never actually move beyond that they would just pick everything apart for the rest of their lives and i did that for many years i everything would be a reflection. What does this mean about me? What belief is that? And hundred percent, it has its, its source. Like, I don't even know how many hundreds of beliefs I've reprogrammed in my own mind, like <laughs> hundreds I'm talking and I still can do it. Sometimes there's patterns, but most of the time, if something shows up the now the, the perception is like, Meh, just let it go. Or like, now fuck you <laughs> like yeah. it's just more it's just more carefree it's more kind of flowy and more real and just being a human instead of trying to to stay in that like 
well, why am I thinking that? What does that thought mean? And what, mm. what, what, where does that come from? What belief? And do I, do I even have a memory around that? Like that is so such an exhausting place to live forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that because when you have gone through this healing journey and when you've done like this, the deep work, you do arrive at this, this place where something comes up and you're like, okay, you, you can look at it like from almost like above and be like, okay, what is this? Is this a belief? Does this need healing? Or is my awareness enough to shift it and move on and just make a different choice? And so it's not always like, oh, I need to go in. I need to do this deep healing. It's not always that. Sometimes the awareness is enough. A choice is enough. And and sometimes it's not about you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You can just be like, okay, this isn't actually me. This is the other person. Like I've looked at this and I can just move on. It doesn't have to be like this whole big thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's that realising of like sometimes you get to be the mirror. Like mm-hmm. if that person is being a certain way towards you because of something that you're doing that's okay too because you're just being you and you're allowed to be the mirror that triggers them to do their work or to not do their work but that's not your responsibility once you get to that stage where you're like I'm just going to be me Mm -hmm. so you get to like kind of flip around and be like well no I'm just going to be me now and then I'm going to be the mirror for other people (laughs) for them those who are ready to look into it and that is what naturally happens And you'll find like as people start to kind of go up and up and up and they get more um, more confident as well and they start speaking their opinions, they'll start triggering more people and they're becoming they're becoming the mirror now. They're not like kind of keeping quiet and looking at everybody else and taking all of these hits. They've kind of gone through that and now they're like, here I am. (laughs) If you're triggered, just deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wanted to talk about, you know, Aruka healing the modality, like why and how it's different from other modalities. Because we've said a couple of little things, but I think it'd be really good to talk about the modality in itself and how it is different and how it does create like this rapid change. Because I've seen it in my clients and I know you've seen it in your clients. Like once they come out of the session, it's done and they suddenly witness themselves like oh my gosh normally in this situation I would have reacted like this or I would have done this and now I'm seeing myself just witnessing and almost in some cases like seeing myself already making a different choice because it is done so I think it'd be you know good to talk about what we actually do in our sessions and it can be so rapid like you could sometimes ask someone like sometimes I would ask someone something and they'll give me this response and then we'll we'll you know workshop it and, and we'll change the beliefs and then at the end they'll start telling me about how they see it differently based on what we've literally just implanted and I'll just be sitting there like what <laughs> like you're telling me like we just put that in there like that's awesome <laughs> like it's so it's that fast yeah that's what but, I love like about this modality because if you look at like Reiki or other energy clearing or healings or anything like that. Usually it's the healer that's doing all the work and just telling the person. Whereas the great thing about this is that we're working together and we're doing it together and almost like investigating together so that they can see for themselves like, wow, when this happened, 
this is the belief I created. And now I can see like in my whole life how this yes. has been playing out and how I've how this has like affected me and, and my thoughts and the way that I move and everything. And so it's actually bringing the awareness, but also this understanding. So yeah, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the sessions. Yeah, I definitely agree with you though. That's my, that's probably my favorite part is like having someone like having a problem and then showing them like so clearly this is where this is the belief this is the sub beliefs and this is where it was created and then just seeing i think that that is actually part of the healing process is them seeing it and being like wow i didn't just make this shit up i didn't make this problem up in my head like there's a clear source and a clear reason that was driving me subconsciously to recreate the situations to end up where i've ended up so it's almost that validation as well Hmm. But yeah, the modality, the modality is really rapid and it is really um, like I have people with all sorts of trauma, like the most intense trauma that you could ever imagine. Like I have people who I have um, like people that have been kidnapped, people that have been raped, people that have been gang raped, people that have been molested, people that have been uh, witnessed like horrific deaths, murders, all sorts of things. And those people will still tell me (laughs) two days later, three days later, four days later, that their flashbacks that they were having every day for decades are completely gone and that that trauma is no longer traumatic. So it proves as well that it doesn't matter what, what the trauma is, the method works the same no matter what. And that's, that's something for me that's really important coming from like a traumatic background myself and understanding how trauma works, how hard it, hard <laughs> it can be to heal trauma when you're going to the wrong places, how hopeless mm-hmm. it can be. It was almost out of desperation of like I, people are sick of things that don't work. They're sick of having to see 10, 15 healers to get to some sort of result. And I was like, well, that was that obsession of like, well, why does this thing work for one person and not for the other person and kind of trying to piece it together? And I eventually came to this understanding that in order to heal somebody, you need to be rewiring the subconscious. So you need to be looking at the beliefs that were created and the perceptions that were created as a result of those beliefs and the sub-beliefs and the narratives You need to shift the energy that surrounds that belief. You need to find the moment that that belief was created and you need to completely process, complete that memory. And the way that we do that is through through working with the inner child, but also through these other steps. It's through... Um, it's through the subconscious, it's through the nervous system, it's through shifting the energy, allowing the emotion to come out. So it's it's a combination of all those things that makes it so powerful because if you go to the Reiki healer, you're shifting the energy, but you're not changing anything subconsciously. The memory is still implicitly programmed into your nervous system. There are still hundreds of triggers everyday triggers potentially that are going to trigger that memory and that emotional response because the emotion's still there, the memory's still there implicitly and the subconscious beliefs are still there. So you'll feel good for a hot minute and then it will come back. It's like mowing the grass. And then what we do is ripping out the weeds. So you go to then a hypnotherapist, which is 
which is great. They will rewire your subconscious, but they can often do it in a really cold um, kind of environment. emotionless way and in a cold environment where you're not actually shifting any emotion. You're just so the emotion is still trapped within you and your nervous system potentially has been triggered because of going back into a memory or going into those beliefs, your nervous system has been triggered. And then what your body has implicitly learned is that when you speak about that thing, it's too scary, it's too big because of the nervous system reaction. So because they're not bringing their clients back into a regulated state, implicitly they're learning that it's not safe to talk about their trauma, as well as there's no energy shifting and there's no emotion shifting. So you can, and then you've got breath work. So breath work is freaking amazing. Like you're tapping into, into depending which type, obviously, you're tapping into intuition, you're purging emotions, but you're not changing anything on a subconscious level. There's no integration available in breath work where you're actually processing a memory or you are changing the beliefs that were created as a result of that, you're purely going back into being taken back to moments to process the emotions, but all of those little um, little tentacles that come out of that memory that create problems in your life now, like I'm not enough and no one likes me and love isn't safe and love is abuse and all of those sorts of things, they're still going to keep playing out in your life because, yeah, you maybe purge the emotion from the original source, but you haven't changed the re- the wiring of your brain. So what we're looking at doing in a session is rewiring the brain, shifting the energy, purging the emotions, regulating the nervous system all within all within one moment, all within one technique or a number of techniques, but we're doing all of that at, at one time. So we're kind of condensing years of healing journey going to multiple different modalities by giving them, by ticking all of those boxes in one. Because if you speak to someone that's healed from especially something like complex trauma or complex PTSD, they've gone to all of the people and they've done all of the things and they'll tell you it takes a team and it takes years because that's what it was for them because they went to the Reiki person and then they moved to the breath work and then they moved and they did it in bits and pieces. Whereas we're just like, we're man. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to just bring awareness to that. Like you said, you know, people are like d- dabbling in so many different modalities, but Aruka healing the modality is addressing all those different techniques in one session and that is what creates that rapid transformation because we are doing so many different techniques you know techniques from other modalities wrapped up in one and that's why I believe that Aruka healing is like the most powerful modality in shifting you know trauma experiences emotion like all of what we talked about and I also just really wanted to highlight what you were saying before about the types of people that you have helped the types of trauma that they've had like some of those are really horrific experiences and types of trauma and you know holding them and through that and supporting them and allowing them 
like this freedom within, like to feel at peace within, like that is huge. That is huge yeah. that you've been able to do that. And you and I have spoken before that you've, you know, had calls from therapists who have seen these people for years and years and years, like through this talk therapy. And after seeing you, they're calling you like, what did you do? Because yeah. it's a massive transformation that their clients have had even though they've been in talk therapy for years. So I would love to hear like why that is like, because I think we are moving away from this talk therapy because it's not working. I know that's my experience. I, I had went through talk therapy for various different things, various different times, various different therapists and nothing was working. So Yeah, I guess it's like what you're saying. They're only talking in that moment and all those other things that we've talked about are not happening. Yeah, and I guess talk therapy, you're not you're not put into the correct brainwave to even be able to access the information that you need to access. Like they're in the beta brainwave. They're activated, they're stressed, they're getting worked up. They're not taught to regulate their nervous system, drop into their body. I mean, some therapists definitely are getting better at that. But they're not in the correct brainwave. Like I could ask you a question again, as you know, back to your mum example, I could ask you a question and say to you, like, well, do you think that your mum doesn't love you? And be like, no, of course my mum loves me. I put you into the theta brainwave and you lay down and get comfortable. And then we discuss, and then you discover through that journey that it is there. And it's what actually comes up is so different. So they're not actually getting the information that's true. They're getting the information that the brain wants to give because of the brainwave that they're operating in and And I I guess I think like with the brainwave as well because it's like so logical a lot of the times people probably just answer because they think oh she wants me to say this oh for sure yeah that's what like we're designed for survival so there's even a percentage of people who just want their therapist to like them Mm. they say what they think they should say so that they can be loved and accepted Mm. (laughs) even though they're supposed to be there to be open and vulnerable and for help but they're not wired that way so definitely like it's that's part of one of the biggest blocks and it's also just there isn't enough I, I do believe that like it took me it did take me a while to get to this point where I figured it all out and I think nervous system and implicit memory was kind of the last piece of the puzzle before that it was like yep so energy subconscious emotions and then that kind of all came together so it has taken me time to figure out all the missing pieces and how a trigger triggers this but it also triggers that area and and what's happening in the body but what's also happening in the mind what's also happening so like like going through that and I think that that comes back again to to myself so using myself as the example and I I probably am the perfect person why am the perfect person to write a course like this because I'm not I'm not afraid of going into the hard stuff and you know how you said like how how do I help those people that have been through those things that people can't even hear without getting emotional and yet I can completely heal it in somebody is that is that I understand what they would feel like I understand because I've been through a lot of horrific things. I I can hold it. And so I'm not afraid to go into it. Whereas a lot of therapists haven't probably been through that a, a certain level of trauma that 
when someone starts to bring it up, they're actually uncomfortable. They mm-hmm. actually don't know. They don't have the tools. They don't know what to do with it. And so they become scared of it. So they kind of tell people, you don't need to go into it. You don't need to open back up that memory. And this is something I hear all the time. People say, no, but my psychologist said, I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to go into it. And I'm like, probably because your psychologist is fucking scared because they don't want to re to re-traumatize you because they don't know what to do with it. Whereas someone could uh, someone could come to me with literally anything and i would be like yep cool let's do it we're going back into the memory we're fixing it we're closing it and and it and it works every time because i know what to do with that memory and i know how to close that memory and i know how to regulate them afterwards so that if they did think back to that memory they would think back to it from a state of regulation they wouldn't get triggered so I've I've come to that understanding through being able to to one hold it because I've held it in myself, but also I've done it so many times now that I know I know that that's what sort of needs to be done. Yeah, and I think that and what you're saying that is where the power is. The fact that you've experienced it, you've healed it, like you've worked through it for yourself. Like that is why this modality is so powerful because it's kind of like your experiences and what you did for yourself and everything that you learned and researched. This is what has created Aruka healing, these experiences and, and you yourself going there to those dark places allows you to take your clients there. Um, And it's real, real life examples. Like it's not, I think if you, there's a lot of modalities based on theory and written they've written textbooks based on knowledge that they've gained or on, on theory and or, or unfortunately there are a lot of modalities out there now that people are like, cool, let's just bang together a course and sell it. And they haven't been, they probably, they haven't actually healed themselves. They haven't done the hard yards. They haven't gone through and collected this knowledge and information and had those experiences to get to the point where, they've actually got something that really works and and something I'm super passionate about is like, it's got to fucking work. It's got to work. Like you can't be just messing around with people's minds and messing around with healing if it doesn't work. And I think that that's always been a drive for me, which is what's made it inadvertently (laughs) so powerful because it was just like, no, I'm not putting it out there unless it works. Yeah, I agree. I think The point is that we're moving away from, oh, let's train in this modality, like let's, you know, go to uni for this. Like we're moving away from this study and following like these strict rules, you know, and we're moving towards this is my experience and from my experience and working and doing this on myself, I know what works and I'm following my soul and my soul's wisdom And that is, I believe, like, that is far more powerful than because this is how it's always been done or, you know, I've I've worked through, you know, Reiki and I've done all the different levels. So now, yeah, I just, I feel like the power now is, is following, like, that wisdom within and your experiences and trusting that more than what you've been certified in. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Um, and I encourage that. And I say to people in the beginning, like, do it your way. Combine yeah. Aruka with what you've done. Combine it with your other gifts. Make it your own. But just do the bits that work and yeah. make it your own. Like, because 
it's not to me about patenting something or owning something. It's about teaching people how to actually heal someone from the basics. Like this is what it, this is what's doing it. Mm -hmm. If you can think of other ways and there's other things you want to incorporate and you want to do tarot readings or psychic readings and you want to do all that incorporated in it, go for it. But if you're going to, if you're going to fuck with the trauma, this is what you got to do. This is, this is how it's, this is how it's going to sort of work. And it's not like do level one, do level two and become a master. It's like, you already are the master. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And my background was that I was doing psychic readings and I was very intuitive and I did energy healings, but I was so fascinated about trauma because of my own experiences in my life and what I had already, you know, worked through. And, you know, I was reading things and watching things. And when I came into a Rook of a course and the way that like you just describe things and educate and just the way that you set it out and be like, well, for example, one was, you know, I suffered every day with anxiety and you saying anxiety, I think it was 92% of the time is this experience experience of not feeling safe. And so when I read that and, and you talk about it in the training as well, it was just like, my mind was just like, like, Oh my God. (laughs) I get it now. I get why I was suffering so much with anxiety. And um, I feel like, again, that's what I was searching for. Like, this is what I was experiencing and now I've healed it. But what was it in particular that like allowed me to heal it? And just the way that you've set the course out and the way that you explain trauma and how to heal it and the different um yeah the different like beliefs sub-beliefs and all of that just made so much sense like I said it was just like it clicked and I was like okay I get it now a lot of students do say that and I do have this way of reading a lot of complex information and then kind of linking things together and being like okay so that's just because of that this is because of this putting it together and then kind of presenting in a way that that people can understand and that that can give you those moments of like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. linking it. Yeah, it's, it's something that I, it's, it, I love doing it. It's the same thing as like finding the root cause of someone's suffering and showing it to them. It's the same thing, getting all this information together and then being like, this equals this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so just appreciate all the time and the effort that you put into this course. And I'm like so grateful that I found you and I found this course because I feel like any kind of layers that were still there for me really allowed me to work through it. And also with working with you and just really reaching this third stage of healing where it's it's not so much about the healing anymore it's about enjoying your life and feeling that freedom freedom from all this stuff that was keeping you stagnant heavy just feeling low and just like understanding it like the way that you've you've laid out all the information just actually understanding it for myself and understanding why I have struggled that even that is healing you know absolutely yeah well you get to heal yourself as part of that process of doing the course you have everyone has those those 
mind-blowing moments and a lot of women doing the course end up booking sessions as like yourself and going oh my gosh I've just read this and realized this about myself and that about myself and I want to work on this and they're doing that and then when they get to the end they've already done a session with me they've worked through it in themselves and so they're like oh I know how to fix this in other people now I've learned about it I've done it I've integrated it now I can teach it yeah, it's amazing. I just so, so appreciate <laughs> you and and the work that you do and, and this modality. And I already know that you're helping so many people and you'll continue to help so many people. And I just like want to love on you right now. <laughs> no. like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people that just really appreciate you and the difference that you've created in their life just using this modality so I'm pretty it's it's a pretty lucky um industry place to be where you're changing people's lives it's definitely like very rewarding yeah well thank you for joining us today in the podcast and I'm sure I will have you on again and we'll talk all things things. and trauma (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) it was awesome